back to another edition of All Don't Lie. Right here on 1049, the horn, the full Monty. The crew is here for you. It's going to be a damn good show. We got lots of NFL discussion to get into. That's right. We'll talk about the uh, the National Football League's running unofficial running backs Zoom call that happened um, because they're so concerned about the running back market. We'll get into that. Uh, Chris Jones may be holding out for the Kansas City Chiefs. C.J. Stroud uh, agreeing to a new deal with the Houston Texans. And we'll also get into the Titans and the disrespect, the straight up disrespect by the Tennessee Titans to all the Houston sports fans out there. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Also, speaking of Houston sports fans, we'll also get into the Astros, Ghost Rules, and their series this week coming up versus the Rangers. We'll start to preview that matchup. Also, where all flex watch list has also uh, been unveiled. We'll get into that in the flex and college football news, notes, and nuggets. We'll talk Texas football. Uh, uh, I've been doing some research, some deep dive research. I went down the rabbit hole and I got out on the grassy knoll because of Sarge and some other Longhorn fans. I'll share the um, the rough draft of my information. And um, I'll just say this, the conspiracy theories out there, you're going to agree with this. You're going to like it. All right, we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. Happy Monday to everybody. It's a smooth soul Monday. Damn My right man Patrick Davis is always going to bring the hits. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this week because we all know that football is about to start. Coming up into 430 and oh, in the Hard Knocks life, we're going to have our man Clarence Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram <laughs> is going to join us to talk about the Dallas Cowboys as they have arrived mm, 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 mm. in California. That's so right. it's it's that time, folks. But let me talk about my man who does those deep dives for us that's going to be breaking it down for us. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro, as always. That's how to waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. Is it? We're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid because it's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? I'm doing good, man. Ready for Astros Rangers tonight. Can't believe the Astros drop one to the A's. Hey. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> but I am excited. I am excited for the series this week. Why you got to bring that up? That gotta bring pathetic. it up. Can't Come lose on. the A's. They're trying to lose. I trust me. <laughs> we are the. I'm a Houston sports fan. The Texans were trying to lose too. <laughs> and screwed that up. They were trying to lose. They screwed it up. So trust Truth. me. Uh, these things can happen. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So uh, yeah, big big series for the Astros and for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the Rangers are uh, a little disappointed in uh, their uh, series versus the Dodgers. Harry uh, Craigway talking about that a little bit earlier uh, today. So we'll get into that and preview that coming up next segment. Talk some hardball uh, with my man Hardball. Of course, I did see a picture of Craigway at. The Ra- at Globe Life, I saw posting? a picture. Well, actually, it was Greg Tepper who took a picture with Craigway, but he was tagged in it, so I saw it. He was looking very Dodger Town. He was wearing his Dodger oh, uniform. Yeah. No, you know still, what I'm saying? He was repping. Himself. He's yeah. telling himself. He's repping. And, I, and you know, I ain't mad at him. They, uh, Not at all. That was uh, obviously a good series for the Dodgers uh, versus the Rangers, but uh, this is a big series. You're talking yes, about a division rival. Uh, and I haven't looked at it. How far are the Astros back? Two games. Three. Three, 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 three games. games. Should be too hard, but That's they right. dropped my one bad, to the My eight. bad, my bad, my exactly. bad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my As bad. As Patrick started the show. <laughs> what was top of mind for Patrick today? <laughs> I think we all know now. We do know. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious. All right, uh, you can be a part of the show, Specs X Line 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Uh, the real MVP, Patrick Davis, said it's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse, so you can always hit us up. All right, we got a lot to get into on the show. Uh, like I said, I've been doing... It, you know, we we talk. We, we this stat has been brought up with Longhorn fans a little bit. And hard, you brought it up on Friday, 
And we had we had mentioned it, but we have not discussed it in detail because right. I'm a research guy. And if I if if the source is incredible, like it's getting from a credible source. If it's coming from like just the internet, from right. the interweb, from the interweb, you gotta do of, a dive. That's kind of where the stack came from. I was like, oh, you yeah. know what? I gotta do a deep dive just to make sure we're gonna do a deep discussion on it. Yep. I don't want to put out misinformation out there, so I did do a deep dive, um, and uh, we'll get into that. We talk Texas football coming up in the four o'clock because a hard inspired me to do a deep dive, so I did it. So Let's we can it. discuss it as a show. And um, I was look look. Usually, I look to dismiss. And I disprove conspiracy theories, just right. so you know. That's what you should do. I go where the evidence takes me. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm like a really good, you know, attorney. Yep. You're, right? you're, you're detective, I'm a, I'm a detective. Yeah, you're I'm a detective, baby. I just go where the evidence takes yes. me. And sometimes because of that, just like true detective, I end up in a dark place. <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey and Drew Dell. Like I was just following evidence. Like, I didn't mean to end up here. Right. This is a sad, dark place. How right. did I end up here? Right. And honestly, that's kind of what happened to your boy. Okay. So, uh, we'll get into okay. it, man. I, I'm, I'm a little upset by it, too, but I shouldn't be. Don't don't be upset. No, I'm not bring upset. Bring it to the people. I'm going to bring it to the people. We're going to talk about people. it, but it's just I didn't expect, I didn't expect that to be the case. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah. <laughs> coming out internet they're just coming up with crazy conspiracy theories this one not crazy okay not there crazy. you go not crazy i like it okay so we're gonna like coming up in the four o'clock talk texas football uh we'll get into Bijan's madden rating also this is really good news for texas football too nick saban has no idea who his starting quarterback's gonna be that is awesome i mean that is great news for texas i'm giddy over this does he not know Oh, you know you talk about conspiracy. The- yeah, you know you talked about conspiracy <laughs> theories. This is the first time that he actually has to walk out there because okay. he hadn't had okay. a Jalen Hurts, he hadn't had a Tua, and he doesn't have a Bryce Young. So now mm. we're sitting there, and he's like, "Man, I just really don't know." Okay. So okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to believe old St. Nick over there just, <laughs> just yet, man. I think he's playing coy with us, hey, man. You know what? Never trust anybody born on Halloween. There you go. Man, the man was so hard you're saying first play, play action? Yeah, exactly. He's like, I don't believe our, our run game is what we're going to do this year. And in the first play, they're going to run a fake dive and throw it deep. That's... Just to let you know. That is fair. Yeah, uh, I can't. You know what? That's a really good point. <laughs> we'll get into that too. I was yep. actually that was hard. Just shot down my take. I was <laughs> giddy about it. I was like, no, don't be getting about that. No, no, no. That's Bring a, it because you no, might convince me otherwise. No, no. You just conv- yeah. you made a really compelling case there. You talk about really the quick- lawyer side of you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You're, uh, you're an attorney side. I yeah. want you to bring me to bring me your facts. You made a really good. Compel- <laughs> you made a compelling case there. I don't know if I want to argue with hard on that one. Okay, let's get to this uh, this top NFL story because it's it does seem like a story out of the onion, but it's true. So uh, per multiple sources, uh, the NFL running backs, a large group of them, I'm talking about notable Mm -hmm. NFL starting running backs, they organized a Zoom call uh, organized by Austin Eckler um, to essentially discuss the running back market and their situation as a a a a position class <laughs> in the NFL, right? And how that is starting to depreciate in such a rapid, all right, such a it, and the momentum of it depreciating in such a rapid time span that they have to address it as a you know as as a group of running backs. Now I don't now Nick Nick Chubb. We have some Nick, Nick Chubb audio to get into it, but uh, some of the running backs that I. I guess were on the call reportedly. Reportedly, call. reportedly, because yeah, some of these guys may end up denying being on this at all. Uh, but the guys that were reportedly on the call, of course, it was organized by Austin Eckler. Uh, but you also ended up having um, Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. who is the he's probably the youngest phenom of the young running backs, right? He's yep. the, he's twenty five, I believe. So he's got a lot on the line. He has not he yet does. to hit his. That, that peak they always talk about. So Saquon Barkley, of course, was on the call. Uh, Derrick Henry was on the call. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, um, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and J.K. Dobbins, reportedly, all those guys were on the call. Let's talk about the declining running back market. Correct. Uh, don't the agents need to be on, uh, on the call, too? 
These agents. I'm sure some agent might have been. I think all the agents need to be on the call, and they need to get organized too. The running backs get organized, but the running backs aren't necessarily negotiating all their own deals. Lamar Jackson negotiated his. Correct. That was landmark. But these guys are agents are negotiating, so the agents need to get on the same page too. So I hope the, I'm sure the agents were listening to the calls. I'm sure like that. Yeah, they were. They were the ones that yeah. you never saw their face. They yeah, were maybe, behind yeah, the scenes. This is dark. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> "Who else is on the call?" <laughs> uh, but the agents <laughs> got to figure this thing out too. Yeah, no um, doubt. It, it. I'll admit, like I, this is. Um, it, it does seem like it's almost a a travesty for running backs that they are caught up in now, kind of a an economic purgatory. Correct. Where where they're they're their wages or at least their value is being suppressed early on, like all NFL players, by the way. Mm-hmm. But at least other NFL players have a chance to maximize on the other end, on the back end with the second contract. If you get there, I didn't get a second contract. Most NFL players don't. But that is the where they want to be, though. That's where everybody that's wants that's to what be. The, that's what second the going contract. rate was, right? Um, like, just get to that second yes. contract and, and you'll get. Yeah. And these guys, when they get to the second contract, they're not even no. able to cash in or maximize their value. They're telling them here, you're franchise tax. Yes. So that is kind of the biggest issue for all of them, too. Right. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, there's going to be so many different ways that we can view this and how we're going to go about it and what can be done. But we've talked about it here multiple times. The The collective bargaining agreement is not until what? 2030. Correct? 2030. So you, you truly can't do anything until then. Because that's the only way that there's going to be changes in the CBA. But here's one of the things that I was thinking about. Because I've heard everyone talk about, you know, the best way to go about this is you draft a running back early. and Well, not as early. Not as early as, as Bijan. That's why Bijan's money is guaranteed now. Yep. But when you get drafted now, you start making sure that you get two-year deals, three-year deals. That's going to be something that they're going to need to negotiate in the CBA. Because if you can do two years... Because people, what what is the record? You want to keep your guy until 27, 28 is where they say the player starts to deteriorate as the running back. Mm-hmm. But if you look at some of these teams, they use the running back more than that later on in their career as well. So for me, I would say if we want to get to our second contract, I think we either, number one, negotiate your contact for everything to be uh, guaranteed money. The max that you can possibly get. We're seeing it with quarterbacks. We've seen contracts get negotiated where you're getting guaranteed money. But the main part for me is let's try to make it where the running backs get two years and then they can renegotiate their contract, especially if they overperform that contract. And then they start hitting that market. You can't franchise your, your, your running back the first year. You cannot do that the first year that he's eligible. Billionaire is going to fight the hell out of that. I mean, that's fine. we got to bring it they, to the table, they though. They want control over the players for as long as they possibly can have it. And you're talking about making one specific uh, position. Because uh, this is the one specific it, it, position that's immune, getting punched. Essentially immune to the the, the rest of the, the CBA as it relates to franchise tagging. Yeah, I mean, that's, you talk about the – think about it. You, you're a baseball player? I, I love am. You. I love it. You're I a baseball am. player. You're from the strongest players' union in major pro sports, probably in, in, in American major pro sports. Agreed. I played for the weakest players' union. What you're asking would be unprecedented. You're basically telling them to win a negotiation against the, the owners, which they've never done. We're in unprecedented they've, times. They've never, ever, never, Harge, never. Oh, I know. They've never. I've had this conversation with Kenny Sims ever multiple won times. negotiation. Yeah. You think it's going to start? Now it's unprecedented times. We, we, We've seen we, some things we, change we, quickly with running backs like Isaiah Pacheco, who is a seventh round pick, balling out of control, and Tyler Algier, who is what was he a fifth round pick or something? Guys, that's why it's not going to work, Harge, because it's class warfare in the NFL, gentlemen. Um, they the guys like me, the Jags, the Jabronis, we dominate the NFL. <laughs> Three and a half years, four years, that's about it. Right. We need our money now. And when the owners say, "Listen, man." We'll give you as much money as you want for you three and a half and your four year guys because that ain't that much money, honestly. All right, because you guys are mostly drafted in mid rounds or later. All right, the first round picks they always get second contracts. Everybody's yep. gonna take a chance on a first, uh, really high draft. Or a franchise players. tag. Yeah, and that's why all the things that the big money guys were asking for in the last negotiation. They didn't get because they played class warfare. They basically they basically increased the minimum salary yep. for the Jags and the Jabroni's like Rod Ben. We went okay. That's all I need to know. 
All I need to know is that for my three and a half years, Robbie can make a million plus dollars. That's all I need to know. Yep. <laughs> all I need to know is making a roster, I can make that money. Because right. that's what matters to me. And the NFL plays that class warfare better than anybody else. What you're asking for is the lowest position on the totem pole, the running backs. Who, by the way, Which is the who, craziest who, the way, part. Quarterbacks don't even give a damn about. Quarterback, they know quarterbacks. Dak's the only one I can think of. They actually probably went to bat for Zeke, which was a mistake. <laughs> and quarterbacks don't go. They go to bat for their tackles on O-line. They mm-hmm. go to bat for their wide receivers, maybe tight ends, I'm sure, Kelsey, for Mahomes. They're not going to bat for running backs. Yep. So I just don't know where that political capital is going to come from when they negotiate with owners that the running back position will get exalted in the conversation and discourse more than health care. <laughs> right for the players. Right, all right. Long term health care more so than guaranteed money, guaranteed contracts, all that. That will help the running backs, though. They need I, that stuff I too. I think they definitely the they know backs, they need that. They're not, but you're right, you're right. In in the they they are a niche right now that is dropping dropping in precipitous like value. You know what I mean right now. And I don't know how you address that individually. I just don't think they're going to be prioritized when it comes time to negotiate in 2030. I think they are going to be prioritized. This is just my thought. The reason why I think they're going to be prioritized is because we are talking about it so much now. Right Not now, just Harch, it's 2023. I know we're still going to be talking about it cuz there's going to be a there's going to be a shortage. We've it'll, talked about it, it the other it'll day. It'll become so stale by then. We'll get become so accustomed to it. I don't think we'll be talking about it. At this. It's a hot topic now. This is just started. This is the first right. time we've had this conversation with running backs. Unless running backs are going to be holding out, which maybe they do. I think they all that. need to hold in. It's but think about it. you're saying they're going to be a bigger topic of conversation. They got to be. They got to be drafted higher to, to to be that right. Right. I don't think they'll be drafted as high. Bijan is an exception. I don't think you're going to get Bijan. Well, like I don't that think I don't think any running back is going to get drafted that high again. I really truly don't. Exactly. I totally understand that part of so it. So when, when are we going to start valuing? Because if they're drafted later, I'm definitely not going to pay them. Only guys you get paying are the Saquon Barkley's, who you already in, over-invested in, and now you're throwing more money after bad, pretty right. much. Are you doubling down? Because I, you, you invested a lot of draft capital, may, might as well draft a lot of money. So my point is, like, when are they going to become prioritized? Who's, who's going to shift that narrative and reset that market? I think that's why they had this meeting. I think this is what they're trying to do. Because, again, you're going to look at the running back position, as they already are, and saying they're not as valuable. Let's go back and look at how many touches they try to make sure that they get to uh, Saquon Barkley. How many touches are they going to try to get? I know we're talking about the upper echelon of them, but just like baseball, they were striking for the ones that were coming later. They're the ones that are going to have to do the blueprint for this and stand on their ground to be able to fight this fight for everybody to be kind of, I'm not going to say on the same playing field, but you got to be compensated. We talked about this last week. Justin Tucker is a great kicker. He's making more than some of these running backs, oh, and yeah. they're trying to get rid of his position, basically. Well, well, well he puts points on the board, though. I was yeah. saying, this is yeah, my kicker. The kicker be, he, like, he would be the only one. Like, literally, I can quantify. Yeah. I don't even need to do a lot of analytics. That guy puts points on the effing board, Cowboys. Yep. Like, yep. literally, a guy puts points on the board, so I take points off the board. Right. Running backs, you got to make a lot of different correlations and connections to quantify that and win the analytics era. So I agree with you. Yep. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just no, saying, I know. like, this is how the front office is looking at it. And there, And, again, when we go back and we look at this season, pending on who's going to be in camp, who's not, and I do believe everybody should go to camp. I believe every one of them should and hold in and not play. I think that will be one of those deals where you're like, I'm here. I showed up. You still got to pay me, but I'm not playing. Classy move. Just, I'm here for you. This is what we're doing. Let's keep it moving. But at the end of it all, at the end of it all, you sit here and you look at it and you're saying, how do we change it? We got to start somewhere. You do? We got to have these conversations. And, and this, to your point, agents need to be involved in it. Agents have to be involved in it. And I'm sure the agent is the one that's sitting there going, bro, I'm doing everything I possibly can to get you this contract. I'm doing everything. They're devaluing you. So you know what we need to do? We show up and we don't play. We don't play. Isaiah Pacheco, I'm not mad at him. That dude's trying, he's trying to get to that contract. And he needs to be part of the fight as well because it is a brotherhood. It is something that I think all the players are respecting. You wouldn't be mad at a guy that's sitting there on the sideline because he's trying to get his bread You because we, we understand that's going to be us at some point. And every position has gone through this, okay, well, what is it? Well, who is most important? Yeah, we prioritize because of the analytics. They're showing this. They're showing that. But when you go back and you look at it, he was fit. Saquon Barkley was 55% of their offense last year. That is ridiculous. And now we're going to go and say well, he's not worth it? That's the crazy part for me. 
because a guy that is that valuable to you that got you to the playoffs because you paid Daniel Jones. Let's see what you do without a Saquon Barkley, though. What they're saying is that they don't want to invest in him long term. Well, so the, the franchise tag essentially is saying, I'll pay you for – like I said, I've always said it's, it's, it's a promise way. If you've been a, if you've been with a person, uh, in, 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 been with no. a woman, most guys can maybe attest to this. Or been a woman uh, with I, a man. Uh, no, 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 not yeah. in this case because most times it's the man who proposes to the woman. But I'm sure there are different <laughs> you know things. Right, so I'm just talking about for most yeah. situations. No. If you've been with a woman for four to five years, trust me, your boy went through this. All right, multiple times. Been with a woman for four to five years, and you give her a ring. It can be a really nice effing ring, diamond ring. Mm-hmm. And you don't accompany that ring with a proposal, she's probably going to be very upset about it. Most women. Oh, yeah. Not all of them. Most of them. They'll be very upset. They'll Especially be hurt. Especially in it. this day and time. It's like, no, Back no, no, in the day, it was I cool. want it. I want the ring is great, but I need the promise behind the ring, mm-hmm. that the lifetime partnership. I need that. I need that, that commitment behind it. Essentially, the franchise tag is the promise ring without the commitment. Right, they want the engagement ring, which yep. is it's all the whole shebang a bang. Yeah, everything you want. I need that you bling. Get. I know I want the bling, but I also yeah. want the family thing. I want the I thing. Want, <laughs> I want it all. Yeah. I want the universe. No. I want it all. All right, and that's what you know most folks in that situation want. That's what the the running backs are looking for. They want the engagement. Yeah, which leads to the marriage. Yeah, long term commitment. The NFL's like, nah, I'll give you a promise ring. You might get a Kobe special, but there ain't no damn way. So I'm ever going to commit to you long term. That's the second contract they want. That's the difference. And the NFL will never do it. Yeah. They're not going to wife up these running backs, dude. It's not happening. We're going. Think about how fast we're going the other way. This oh, is the it's first, a dead time, it's first a, time in history that you're talking about a franchise tag value. This is Hussein Bolt uh, sprint the other yes, way. Franchise yeah. tag value decreasing for a position. Yeah. And basically, you're talking about striking within the union. A position striking with it, which I don't think has ever happened in the history of major American sports. It has not. A position decides to strike, not necessarily the entire league or union, just the position, which, you know what, maybe, that's, maybe, that, maybe that works. I don't know. But not all the running backs are going to strike. No, not the, not the young ones that need to check. That's why, that's why it's always interesting to me during this time because there's always this, this fund that is put aside. I know that they have done it before. They put a fund aside for some of those players that are going to sit out and not participate this year. Uh, anybody that wants to sit out and, and really decides, you know, I need to fight for my worth, I'm going to go ahead and sit out. I know that there's a group that always puts money together in the kitty to kind of look out for that one. And that, that one may be Josh Jacobs this year because Josh Jacobs ended up being the league's leading rusher again under basically, they didn't renegotiate his contract. They didn't give him a contract. He went out and played, and he set the league on fire. And he did he did what he needed to do. And they still don't want to pay the guy because they're not. It's not happening. Oh, I, I get it, but yeah. you have to stand on something if you're going to fight for everybody else. But my point is, even if these big time running backs decide to strike, all the running backs aren't striking. Yep. They're going to give another young running back to a chance to be the next Damian Pierce yep. or Isaiah Pacheco. Like it's, and then you're a running back. You only got like three, four years to maximize. Yep. Which we, the analytics has told us. So you want to strike? They'll be like, go ahead and strike. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Go ahead. You Le'Veon was way and, out of line on he, him, though. No, no, no. But he got his money, so yeah. it was it, it counted. But they'll still look at the result afterwards. Six like Zeke. Zeke skipped the line, got his money, but they'll look at the result afterwards and go, was it a wise investment? No. So yeah. I, I I agree with everything you're saying. No, no, no. I, I just I, I don't that. see. I don't see the light. Yeah. At the end of the tunnel for the running back position overall. Well, you got a spark somewhere, so you do, they got to do it. You, except you're a baseball guy, so yeah. you're thinking from a, do we have to do this? Let's do it. And you right. guys did it. And even, oh, you guys still, the most powerful players union out there, yeah. the NFL has been a beaten down dog for years. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, every time they try to bow their chests out, they get beaten down again by the billionaires. Yeah. They just do. So what would be a good number, not 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 number of years, if you were to get a running back, let's say, on their second contract? If you're sitting in the front office, what would be the number of years when it's time to renegotiate with a running back? Two years? Three years? They need they, For the running back side, yeah. they need to start negotiating as soon as possible. Yeah. No, like, but I'm saying, like, right now, like, Saquon's on like, the franchise it, and all that – what would be the year? That's like when he was asked that question, like, what would be the number for you that you would feel comfortable with? 
You know, because I what was no it, fourteen what it is, to seventeen? From what side, running back side, or from the NFL, from the team side? From the running back side of it. You need as soon as possible. Like Lily, you need to start negotiating after year one or two. I'm not joking. You start playing no. hardball after year one or two. Like take the take the damn team off your Twitter and social media account after year one. After you ball, I go now. Nah, I might be dumb, man. Yeah. I, I, I want. I, I, I want. What do you mean you want to get track? No, nope, I want extension. I want. I want a raise. I'm a running back. Yep. I need my right. Well, now money. that may be the league. I need my, I need my money up front. So I'm saying when Bijan yeah. balls out this year, yeah. is the best running back in the league. He might need to say, "Man, I need. I know I, it's crazy. I need a." He's the one right that should have been on that. He should have should have been on that, that. that conference call. It's because he's the one that's making yeah. the most money right now. It's crazy to think that, but yeah. I believe that's the case. That's I know that's ridiculous. It is. He's like, dude, you. He's under the first year of his four year contract. That's how. That's what we are right now with the the yeah. running back position. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's a great point. Let's do it now. Let's start it right now. Start negotiating then, if you're a young and, and then player. Like go, Isaiah Pacheco and, should be exactly. the guy. And then they'll start saying, all right, man, we need a special clause in the CBA. Yeah. These dudes, at the year one, all of them want a new deal. Yeah. After they ball out. It's like, yeah, because that's my prime. That's my peak. Yep. I, need to, I need the money right now. I can't, I'm not going to be able to make that money in my second contract yep. like cornerbacks or wide receivers or quarterbacks or tackles. I can't do it. Yep. Give my money right now. I need yep. it all up front. Especially the way that the league is going with all the passing and everything yeah. as well. So be like, you yeah, get, you you guys aren't, aren't going to pay me on my back end. I get that. Pay me on the front end. Yep. That's my that's our new tactic. Can't pay me on the back end. I get it. There I understand. It is. I see the analytics. I get it. All right. I'm old. I'm geriatric at 27 years old. Think that's about what they that. tell women who are 35 who try to get kids. You're geriatric. It's like damn. <laughs> it's <laughs> hurts. To, <laughs> right? It's hurts. You tell me, I get, yeah. Like, yeah, with that attitude, I'll never have a kid. I'm <laughs> geriatric at 35 years old. But he's like, okay, then pay me on the front end. Yep. Then, then pay me on the front end. You ain't got to pay me on the back end. Pay me right now. So if I'm Bijan and I have the best year, one of the best years in the history of the NFL for a rookie running back, Bijan, I know it sounds crazy. It's nine-year character and nine-year nature. You need to start playing hardball and say, uh, I want to – I want, I want to be paid like one of the high, the best, like the best at their position. Best player. Best players, period, yes, in the yes, NFL, not yes. just at the best at running back. I want to be played like the best players overall and just start playing hardball. That's the only way it's going to work. And then they'll go to your idea and go, all right, I'm tired of this. Special class running backs. Yep. We can pay them guaranteed money in the first two years, whatever it may yep. be. They're going to have to. Got to do it. They got to do it. I like that. Yeah, I, mean, I like that but, part right there. I like but we, I, we put, but you got to spark it. We put all the bird on Bijan to be <laughs> Martin Luther King of <laughs> running back. Hey, he's used to it. He's used to hey, it. Hey, look, if Jameer Gibbs has a good season, he can do it That's too. True, That's true. right. Great Jameer point. Gibbs is That's there right. too. He's a first round pick this year. Great yep. point. Yeah. It's like you got you to gotta start playing hard. If you're the running back, not everybody, you got to har- play hardball immediately after your good season. Damian Pierce. He should have been one. He should have been one too. And yep. kind of going there like, hey, guys, I need a bump. Yep. Where they draft Damian Pierce? I think he was late rounds. Third round. I think he's third. Also mid rounds. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I it's it's crazy to think of, but that's the reality that we're in for running backs. Najee Harris. I mean, this. I mean, especially here's the other point about it too. When you got a, a team with a terrible quarterback, who is the one getting the ball? Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco would, did great because he had Patrick Mahomes. I know. Najee Harris was going up against nine man fronts because of the fact that he had Kenny Pickett at one point, and what's the other one's name? Uh, Trubisky. <laughs> I mean, come the way on, you Mitchell. Said that. Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, Damian Pierce, fourth round pick. Fourth round. Pick. See? Fourth round pick. Yeah, he should he should be renegotiating right now. And hey, man, you just gave C.J. Stroud guaranteed money. Exactly. Up front. That ain't, ain't, yeah. ain't busted a grape yet. Ain't walked on no grapes to make no wine, but he gonna get paid. You know mm-hmm. why? Quarterback. Yeah. Um, Quarterback. Uh, Nick Chubb, uh, he was asked about that meeting that he had in the Zoom call. Here's some audio from uh, Nick Chubb about what was discussed. McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Saquon all had a lot of good points, but the biggest thing is that we're in a position that our production hurts us the most. You know, If we go out there and run for 2,000 yards with so many um, carries, the next year they're going to say, you know, you're probably worn down. That's the biggest thing that I took from it. It's just, I mean, it's tough. You know, we it hurts us just to go out, to go out there and do good. It hurts us at, at the end of the day. Man, think about That's, that. It's like they're gaslighting the running back position. I, I went out and I oh, performed so well that was for awesome. my team, but, but I guess nothing. That probably means you're a little worn out now. Oh my god, uh, yeah. We need you to run to win this game because what do they say? Y'all got to be able to run the ball at the end of the game to win the game. You got to be able to run the clock. Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna take this series off. Wow. Yeah. Um, all just right. fall down so you don't get touched. <laughs> you just fall down. <laughs> it is. A, I, it's unbelievable. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the NFL decides to do. But like I said, I don't know what they can do. 
Nope. Yeah, running, backs, running backs just need to hold out a pass protection. Yeah. And then they'll be like, whoa, whoa you're not going to pass protect no more? All right, we'll pay you now. We'll pay you yeah, now. Yeah. You have, exactly. You have, what, 14 quarterbacks get injured in week one? All right, we'll pay you. Yeah, I'm not yeah. studying near as much oh, as I used to. Be, uh, bad, bad oh, protection. Mr. Rogers, coverage. you didn't have my back? Yeah. Well, then you're on your back. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's where they need to go. They need nope. to go through their quarterbacks. I yeah. know it sounds crazy. But you, you basically kind of you like, hey man, I need you to put in a good word at least. Like, hey, yeah, no Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is screwed. He's got Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, he Jimmy. passed his physical though, so Jimmy's back. Jimmy's back. Yeah, he passed his physical, so he's good to go. All right, we got a lot of other NFL topics that we'll get into a little bit later on. Chris Jones may be holding out for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. C.J. Stroud's new deal with the Texans and the Titans and their blasphemous disrespect. Come on, man! Of everybody in the city of H Town. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. They're wearing those Love Your Blue uniforms. By the way, the report is that they wanted to wear them on three occasions, the Love Your Blue Oilers uniforms, but the Tennessee Titans were denied, so they can only wear them twice. Oh. And they have not revealed what games they're going oh. to wear them. You know who but, it's going to be. But we all know it's, it's going to be, be versus the Texans. One of yes. those games is going to be the Texans. For sure. And D'Amico Ryans, listen, you can lose a lot of games next year. <laughs> You can honestly. I don't think I care. I'm trying to think what games I care the most about as a Texas fan. Oh, I know D'Amico, one of them. Only one game I think we all care about now, D'Amico. That's it. One game, D'Amico. Patrick, am I alone in this? No, it's two. I want you to beat him twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want you to beat him twice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. And then, yeah. And then when it's done, I want you to play Love You Blue on the speakers in Houston. <laughs> and the whole crowd will sing in their face. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah, we'll pay the fine if it's you, you own the copyrights of it. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. Twice. But I, we know they're going to wear the Love You Blue ones at home when they play the Texans. I don't think... They be bold enough to wear them on the road in your place. Oh, can we Ooh. get? So I, in my but don't office, the NFL have to agree to that? The don't N- you? No, the NFL does have to agree to they all have that. To agree, can we, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, can, yeah. So yes, no in my office, I have a, a "Love You Blue" flashcard oh. that my parents got when they went to a Monday Night Football game in 1979. Yep, Ooh. a "Love You Blue" card, right? It's beautiful. That they had all the people hold up and "Love You Blue" on the TV. We need to do that for Houston. Except a big sign that's just a big F you to the Adams family. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you move our team and then. Pee on our pee on us? They Get out of here. I think the FU was not building him the stadium that he wanted. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we didn't give you a free stadium for that. <laughs> That's amazing. But now if you look at it, they do that a lot. Yeah. You do they do. That's why he was like, hey, no, I'm ahead of my time. But you're right. It was I I hate that they own the rights to all of the Love You Blue Oilers records, all the copyrights, all the branding, merchandising. They own it all. And I don't know how. If it's possible to negotiate to get that back, but the they need to get it back. I'm not saying switch the Texans to the Oilers. I'm not saying no. that, but Tennessee should not own that. That is no. that's that is blasphemous. Man. It, it's the same oh, that, thing that, that they did bad. in the NBA. That when the Sonics oh. moved to Oklahoma City, they left the name in Seattle. Yes, they yes. said. Classy. Yes, they said. Classy. Hey, this is for Seattle. When you come back, like there's the Cleveland Browns again. There's those like those teams were able to get things back to what they were, and they go, mm-hmm. okay, well, you have those pl- things that you can still have. And the Adams family was like, no, you didn't give us a free stadium, <laughs> so we hate you, Houston. You're like, come on, man. No, she's the no, the, the Tennessee Titans are that ex that took the dog and didn't even like the dog. Like, mm-hmm. the, yeah. he's like you don't even like that damn dog. It's my dog. I love the dog, and she took the damn dog with her when you broke up. It's like yeah. you don't even like the dog. That's crazy. It's, it's my dog. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's she took principle. it just because she could take the damn dog. Exactly. That's the Tennessee Titans. They're hateful and spiteful and petty. Give me my dog back. Right, and what I, get, I want my daddy's records. Yeah, yes, hey, hey, give me Earl Campbell's records. Earl Campbell is a oiler. Hey, he's a, that man is from Texas. All the records in Texas. Come on, man. I, I, will, I, will, I tweeted this out this weekend. I'm like, man, why are you picking a fight with the team, people who finished second to last? That will tell me what you think of your season, <laughs> that the team you're picking a fight with finished second to last in the NFL. And that's only because they were bad at sucking. True that. They should have had the worst record True in the NFL. That. And that's who you're picking a fight with? I, I agree with you 100%, but I'll admit, it's kind of sexy rivalry now because they're going to be petty and play tech, the Texans when they wear those oh, uniforms they, at one point, and they got DeAndre Hopkins. No, and then they did his and intro. They got and they got and had, what picture did they put up when the intro? Wearing the Oilers gear. You did. I know. I saw that. I saw that. It's, saw like, that. it's getting so petty, dumb. and you know what? It's all good. D'Amico runs. You can lose the rest of them, brother. <laughs> actually, <laughs> hey, actually, we trade that first round pick. I need you to win a few more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You, you got to win some games, all right? But the two but that we care the, the most about, yeah. those two games are the Titans. And you can win those. Yeah. It's a, you can win those. Oh, you're right. You got, you got a shot. 
Yeah, you got three quarterbacks that they wish they didn't have of any of them. <laughs> Come on. But they, they love Tannehill right now. But they now. got a hell of a coach in Vrabel who yep. also has a connection to the Texans. Yep. And now they got D-Hob who has a connection to the Texans. Uh, and that's starting quarterback is from Texas. The Titans have drafted quarterbacks in the second round two years in a row, and then neither of them can play. They're trying to get rid of both of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah Will Evans, Going all the way back to Jake Locker. Uh, oh, hey. That's uh, Jake Locker. Yeah. Didn't Sark coach that guy? He did. Yeah, he did. Hey, got him a first rounder, too. I'm about to say, he that, was a first that, rounder. That is a great little piece on his resume there. Yeah. That's a great first little notch. He's like, yep. yeah, Jake Locker, you remember that guy? I made him a first rounder. There you go. And now everybody figured out, really? How did that guy be a first rounder? Because <laughs> I made him one. <laughs> there right, it is. We'll come back. We'll get uh, Astros Rangers on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 on the Here on 104.9 The Horn, it is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire plays jams intended to uh, soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. Um, and well, I don't know if it's a tough weekend, but the Astros and the Rangers uh, both getting ready for a huge series um, in that division uh, starting tonight. So we'll get into breaking down that uh, division series a little bit. Um, Three-game series with the Rangers. Uh, big news for the Rangers, and I believe on the mound it's going to be John Gray for them. Um, for the Astros, Brandon Bielek. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, no Nathan Uvalde. No Nathan Uvalde. He's, He's going to be shut down for the rest of the month. Yeah, yeah. He, no, that's he's been pitching a lot, though. I mean, he he's has, been and he's he goes good, deep and he goes deep in the yeah. games too. So a lot of pitches. Pitch count mm-hmm. is up. Uh, the projected lineups tonight. You're going to be without um, for the Rangers. It's going to be without my man Corey Seager. He, he he slid in the second and jammed his thumb um, on a double. So he's not going to be there for the Astros. It doesn't look like Jordan's going to be activated tonight. Uh, he will be. He will be in there at some some point. Uh, they're hoping mm-hmm. by the end of the week, but they're starting to make some moves. Shout out to uh, Tucker in right field. He has been absolutely on fire, crushing the ball. Bregman got 16 home runs. He's been doing okay. But the Texas Rangers, um, this is a big, big week for them because you want to make sure that you keep the mm-hmm. Astros at bay. Yeah. You have to keep them off of you right because now. they are trying to close that gap. But it's going to be a big, big series. I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for this series. First time I've said that about the Astros and the Rangers in a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers, man, the Dodgers scored a lot of runs on the Rangers. They did. They did. 11-1 game and 16. 16. I they have Freddie the Freeman now. You look at that Ooh. team, you got you got some dogs over there for the, for the, uh, for the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, man. But this is where you decide, okay, are we, are we a real – contender in this situation because we've been waiting for it. Both teams have gone through injuries. They've been piecemealing it, getting right. this person here, yep. getting this person here. Now you're still dealing with the injuries to some of your key players. Mm-hmm. This is a big, big three days. Uh, another injury, Adolis Garcia is out too. Uh, got hit by a pitch in the hand That's yesterday. Right. That's right. So he will not still out of the lineup tonight too. Yeah, they're so. missing a lot of guys now. So this is a stretch for the Rangers that now they have a lot of guys out. We'll kind of hey, see. They have some guys out. They the, the Astros not giving back Jordan yet, not having Altuve back yet. There is Both teams are a little banged up, but that is what the second half is, and that is why you can separate the contenders from the pretenders in the second half because it is. Who's got the depth? Who can stay playing strong when, when the going gets tough? The tough get going, and you got to mm. see who it is. So that, this is the you know that part of it. But, again, this is an Astros series that if the Astros can come out of this winning, then all of a sudden, and now that trade deadline, if you're the Rangers, I think you really have to go all in. And if you're the Astros, you may it may make you pull off a little bit just solely the fact that you don't have that much depth in your farm system that you can go all in on it. And if you feel, hey, well, we're going to get some of our guys back. Luis Garcia could, uh, is out for the season, but there's uh, 
Uh, a couple other pitchers are coming back that I can't think of their name right now. But we're going to get Jordan back, Brantley, you know, maybe. Oh, you're getting Quidi. Yeah, Quidi is yeah. the one who's about to yeah. come back. So you, you start to get a couple guys back, and you go, well, if we're a game back with three or four guys out. Right. Then what happens? Well, yeah, we, don't, we may not mm-hmm. need to give up our farms. We can kind of build that up a little bit more, make some small trades, but not go make that blockbuster one. Well, here's two players for the Astros that y'all should really be excited about. Uh, Dubon, the second baseman, playing he's really been well. playing really, really well. And our man Chaz McCormick. I, I, I'm really trying to figure out, did he do something to Dusty Baker? <laughs> Were they out somewhere? He big league Dusty. Because Dusty keeps wanting to play this Jake Myers guy. Jake is not that bad, but he's not Chaz McCormick. He's not, and I mean, the hot hand. And both of them are playing tonight. Yeah, they're both playing tonight. Because, but uh, I'm like, but, yeah, come what's going on, on, Dusty. What's really happening? What's going on? Make, yeah. Put Myers on the trade block. Because McCormick <laughs> is a guy that has – he played great for you in the World Series last year. He did. And then this year, he kept putting him in the lineup, taking him out of the lineup. He'll get two hits and not play for three days. I'm like, what is going on? It felt like me when I was with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. In double A. <laughs> in double A. In double A. Yeah, um, I, I, don't know. Know, I don't know what the deal is with that. That's one that hopefully after the fact yeah. we'll get like next year or two years down the line, Chaz McCormick back on some podcast and be like, <laughs> oh, no, what it was. We got into an argument at the uh, – I told him that his wine was terrible. Is it possible? Uh, we, were, we were on the team playing and I ate two meals and one was dusty. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to like manufacture depth or something, or maybe maybe it's more about Jake Myers than it is about McGormick. But I, but it can't be because Jake is hitting two twenty five and it, Chaz has it, got twelve bombs. And also you're playing Corey Jolks and you're playing other outfielders, yes, like decent. You're playing him enough that it's like it's basically he wants to only have one of them playing for some reason. I know, and so did, I don't know, and that's why it goes back yeah. to what you were saying about Jolks. I'm like he's not even playing him tonight. No, and he's playing now. Now he's playing McCormick and Myers, yeah, which is uh-huh. if you like both those guys, then do that because Jordan's been out for a month. Exactly. Yeah, but they're but hey, but they're right back in the mix. So hey, whatever he's doing is obviously working because they're is, still in. Is, the it, mix. is it okay? Is it possible that it's helping Chas McCormick somehow? Because he is no, breaking it, out right and now. And it could be. It could it be that could he's be? like. You know what, Chaz only performs well when he gets pushed. Yeah, and so I got pushed. That's that's the best case scenario, right? It's like, it's <laughs> like he's playing like some psychological kind of game with him, and Chaz. But is you weak. have to. But you can't do that and then not put him in lineups for know. a week in I'm a asking. row. Yeah, I mean, the dude is because since June second, he's like batting like three forty six. He's balling. He's killing. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> why. It's, run, and remember, I was it. I was like, nah, I don't know. I kind of like with Myers. I kind of. Because Dubon would have been out there, too. If everybody would have yeah. been healthy, he would have been playing Dubon out there in center field. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, Jake Myers, you're batting 225. You got 23 RBIs and only five stolen bases. Chaz McCormick is batting 277, 12 home runs, 35 ribbies, and 11 bags. And, like, he just... and he plays good defense. Yeah. That's why I'm like, Dusty, I trust months, you, man. In the last two months, he's gotten way better. Yeah. The last two months, he's hot. I'm like, I trust Dusty, but I'm just like, I see why people are always like, what is Dusty doing? What is Dusty doing? Even Patrick was coming in there. Patrick was like, mm. Hart, please make this make sense to me. Why is McCormick <laughs> not playing? I'm like, I don't know, bro. It's like that. Uh, yeah, it's like when, when Bijan wasn't playing. Yeah, like, alone, yeah. All the exactly, I was like, why is Bijan not playing? Why is he not playing exactly. Bijan? I was like, I don't know, guys. We don't know yeah. why he's not playing Bijan. And we found out later. Yeah. It just wasn't. It, 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 was, it wasn't some grand plan. Ineptitude and incompetence. Oh, it's judgment of talent. Like, okay. And then he would still be here. Yeah, no doubt. So we're glad you didn't play on Tom Harmon. Good for you. Uh, Cause and effect. I got this little nugget about Chaz McCormick, though. How about this? Uh, him, him versus Sliders. Um, this is, these are his numbers versus mm-hmm. Sliders uh, in, the, in last season. Uh, from right-handed pitchers, he was batting 114. And from left-handed pitchers, uh, he was batting 261. Now, uh, against sliders in 2023, batting 203. Uh, sorry, 302. Mm. 302. Um, and, I mean, he's again against right-handed pitchers, he's batting 273, uh, throwing sliders. Like yep. he, Apparently, like the slider, that was his Achilles heel. Bruh. And he's fixed it. I'm sitting across from you. Because of the slider. Is it really? That's <laughs> yeah, what it the is? slider it looks too much like the a, men from oh, the boys. It does. Okay. It does. And I know we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. The slider is one of those pitches that if you don't pick that spin up and recognize early enough, 
because of it. Yeah, you, you think it's a fastball. Huh. So you swinging at fastball. Your mind's playing tricks. It's like. Yeah, your boy was Bushwick billing it. This year, Halloween fell on the weekend. And I was definitely treating. I wasn't tricking. That was real. That's a good point, though. Yeah. Because apparently that's what slider is real. right now. Yeah. The slider is real. Comes from a man who played in the big leagues right there. They let you know right away. Right away. That's the one you got to learn how to hit. And then when you don't learn it, like, oh, he ain't. Yeah, he, he ain't, ain't got it. He ain't got it. He ain't got it. What did, what did Daryl Royal say? <laughs> he ain't got it. He ain't got it. <laughs> Hell, he ain't got it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what, with any of these guys, like, young in their career, when you when you have that year where it's like, I was talking to a friend about Jeremy Pena and him, some of his struggles yeah, this year. Yeah, struggles. And then you were like, do you remember Aaron Judge's second year? He's still a good player, could still do some things, but everybody knew with pitches he couldn't hit. Yep. And they just kept throwing it to him, and he started to go downhill, and people were like, oh, I guess he's not going to be that good. He didn't. He doesn't look as good as when he first came out. Like That happens to every player. That's, and they mm-hmm. find out exactly what it is you can't hit. There's so much more game film. And then you just have to work on getting that. Yeah, that's why they send you it's to Venezuela. They send you to Venezuela. Sport. They send you to Mexico. They yeah. send you to Puerto Rico to pick it up and learn it because they throw a lot of breaking balls overseas. Mm-hmm. They, they do it all the time. That's, okay. And that's where you go to hone your craft. And make the adjustments, and you learn because you get to recognize it a lot sooner. You see, uh, yeah, you, you see, see it, it sooner, yep. and that way yep. you can go, okay, that's not a fastball. Yeah, okay, exactly. Man, uh, that's a good conversation there. All right, we come back. We'll get into the flex. Another good conversation to give some shout outs to some of the best high school football athletes in the area. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire takes jams intended to soothe these tortured soul of sports fans out there. All right. Now, Patrick, I've heard this beat multiple okay. times on songs, but this is the original, I'm assuming. I would assume it's the original. And I'm going to tell you who it is. Give it it to sounds me. like Barry White. That's close. It is another deep voice. It is Isaac Hayes. Yeah. I heard I heard Isaac in there. Damn, what is this? This is good. Forever. Do your thing. Do your thing. Damn. I gotta write that. You gotta write. Huh? There it is. He just told you. Do your thing. He did. He did. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh man, this is a great one. Funky. I love when Patrick just broadens my horizons. Funk. Do Funky. your thing, Isaac. Hey, I'm right looking. You can you can hear them writing it. Down. <laughs> oh yeah, you can hear papers. Do famous. your thing. Yeah, I'm writing that down, man. That's right there. Yeah, you see our boy CB let you know. It was used for Santa Claus. Okay, yeah. Straight out of the ghetto. Santa Claus for the game was straight from the ghetto. Yeah. Yes. I just crazy. Thank you, CV. Yeah. I was like, where? I know I know the beat. Wait, wait. So Snoop Dogg used the beat instead of the James Brown beat that was Santa Claus? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah this was He used a uh, different yeah. beat for it. Yes, yeah. he used right. a different one for it. Yeah. Uh, you've never heard that one? I, I probably you heard probably it, but have, I don't know. I just yeah. know the James Brown version much better. Oh, I don't I, I don't know. If, I've, I'm sure I've heard the James Brown version. I don't know if I can recognize it, though. There you go. That's what uh, Smooth Soul Monday is all about. Broadening horizons. I like there that. There we go. Uh, go to the Flex, FLXATX.com, and they'll broaden your horizons there as well because they have the 2024 All Flex watch list for the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, later on this week, they're going to reveal uh, the other skill positions. DBs uh, will be Wednesday along with linebackers. Receivers will be Thursday along with running backs and Friday. We'll be talking quarterbacks on the Flex. Uh, so you can go to flxatx.com to go check that out or flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, the offensive line, Blake Frazier of Vandegrift, Caden Romo of Wimberley, Cameron Morrison of Glenn, Izomo, ooh, I'm sure I'm going to, Eric Daka. Erotaka. Good job. I'm sure. I, I no disrespecting Clark because he's a great player. Lake Travis, Jackson Key, Dripping Springs, along with Jacob Ponton of Dripping Springs, Gerald Mays of Weiss, Joel Posis of Austin High, uh, Judson Cook, I believe of McNeil, Luke Miller of uh, Round Rock also makes it, McAnder Evans of Dripping Springs, uh, Michael uh, Uini 
Uini mm-hmm. of uh, Copper's Cove, Ori Williams of San Marcos, Preston Honeycutt of Hutto, Ryan Casimir of Leander, and Tyler, I think it's Nape. Is it Nape? Sounds, that I sounds correct. K-N-A-P. I believe it's Nape. I've heard his name. Oh, uh, Nappy. Is it Nappy? It can be. Well, we had him last year. It was Nape. It it's was Nate, Nate, right? That's right. I thought That's it was right. too. Yeah. We have a dude. I, I went to high school with a guy named Kanapi. That was how he uh, pronounced his yeah. name. And it was spelled the exact same way. Okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, so that's the offensive lines. You can go check that out. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your uh, social media platforms there. Uh, the defensive line, just real quick. Uh, Caleb Castro, Cedar Park. Caleb Dickey. Monster. Of Crockett. Yeah, you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. Chad Otutu of Weiss. Chimi Oni, Onijaka. Onijaka. Uh, Stony Port, if I mispronounce it, I apologize. Send, send it to me on the SpaceX line. Um, Elijah Gonzalez of Dripping Springs. Uh, Gus Cordova of Lake Travis. They Jacob. hit us up on this thing, too, a couple times. Gus Cordova. Oh, really? He's like, my baby's good over there. <laughs> <laughs> Just so y'all know. Just so y'all know. Uh, Jacob Henry. Boy's good. Boy's uh, good. Jacob Henry, of Van, now of Vandergriff, mm-hmm. switching over there. Uh, Joe Wies. Uh, is it Wies? Um, of Leander, uh, Jonah Collis of Cedar Ridge, Caden Dees of Vista Ridge, Michael Valenta of Georgetown, and Thomas Vickery of Dripping Springs. So congrats to those guys making the all-flex watch list. No doubt. You can go check it out at flxatx.com. We come back, we'll get into, you know what? We'll jump out on the grassy knoll a little bit. Come on, bring Let's it to me. conspiracy theory. Come on. The Longhorns have a conspiracy theory that they've believed since the end of the 2022 season I did some research of my own. I don't know if we got some X-Files music. We may need it. <laughs> we'll dive into it when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.1. <laughs>